Welcome to Real Investors Talk Radio with Sherman Raglan, the Wharton MBA, featuring insightful discussions on what works and what doesn't in the world of real estate investing. And now your host, Sherman Raglan. And welcome. This is Sherman Raglan, Real Investors Talk Radio. Uh, this is, of course, uh, the anniversary week of the uh, Hurricane Katrina coming ashore in New Orleans. And uh, we are actually going to have uh, from New Orleans uh, two guests. And in addition to which, uh, this happens to be uh, the just past the anniversary of the unfortunate um, gunning down, I guess is the only word to describe it, of police officer in Prince George's County, uh, Officer Stephen Gogan. And last week there was a special ceremony to present uh, an award and, and uh, some checks uh, to the family. And so this week's show is really talking about investors uh, getting involved in their community and making a difference. And my guests today are, uh, of course, Yasmin Razak, who is the publisher of uh, Newsletter and also the site publisher for realinvestors.com. Uh, along with Yasmin, uh, remotely we have Min Pham, who is the founder and president of Guaranteed Profits, which is a firm that uh, uh, helps mentor uh, brand new investors. Min himself is also a very active investor in Florida and in the uh, D.C. area. And, of course, the uh, 2005 uh, National Real Estate Investor of the Year, Mr. Marcus Lackey. Um, guys, can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I guess the first we'll, we'll go down to New Orleans, and let's talk a little bit about what's going on down there. It's been a year since uh, Hurricane Katrina not only came ashore, but that the uh, levees broke in absolutely ravishing and destroying New Orleans, a city which had a population, I believe, uh, close to a million people, uh, along with the other Gulf states in Mississippi. Um, what's it like down there, guys, one year later? Yeah, every, everything is good. Um, we, uh, we got a group of 18 individuals from the D.C. Baltimore region okay. to come down and volunteer for a week with Habitat for Humanity mm-hmm. um, under the nonprofit uh, that men founded, Walking on Water, which he can tell you about a little bit later. Right. Um, and we've been here. Uh, this We are actually recording this show on the one-year anniversary. So mm-hmm. today is Tuesday, and uh, we came in on Sunday. And it's on Sunday evening we heard from the families that will actually live in the houses that we're building, um, and we've heard some just heart-wrenching stories of people losing uh, their houses in New Orleans, the city, as well as some of the surrounding areas losing trailers and, and other uh, forms of housing that they lived in. And um, it, it's really uh, special to be down here. And um, like I said, we've got a great group of folks. We've just dug in. We've got 28 houses that we're working on. Uh, in this specific community, and they are funded uh, in large part by Bon Jovi and Oprah Winfrey, and um, it's it's a great opportunity. Just one point of clarification: we're not actually in New Orleans; we're in a city called Thibodeau, Louisiana, and a lot of a lot of the sections of New Orleans are still down, such as the Lower Ninth Ward. Um, there's no power in a lot of these areas; it's largely a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been write-ups in the Washington Post, other. Uh, major media that uh, it's just still still down. So a lot of these folks have chosen to relocate uh, not only to other cities nationally, but here within the region to Thibodeau. And this particular uh, development, once it's completed, is going to have 80 houses in it. And um, it, it's really special. Uh, it's, it's really a special uh, opportunity to come down here and, and meet the folks and, and do some good work. Yeah. Uh- 
Chris O'Brien, who's our, our producer, was, was pulling some stats for me. It, it, it appears that uh, within the city of New Orleans itself, there was a, almost half a million people. And then, of course, in the close-by parishes uh, that suffered, I guess Jefferson Parish being one of the hardest hit, there were, you know, when you add it all up, there's almost a million people displaced out of the uh, that part of Louisiana. So, so, Marcus, what you're saying is that some people are just simply choosing not to go back to New Orleans, but obviously they need a place to live? Exactly. And so where, exactly. where exactly is Thibodeau in relationship to, like, maybe uh, the, the, the Louis Armstrong Airport? Yeah, Thibodeau is about uh, about 45 minutes to an hour outside of the Louis Armstrong International Airport. Going, about an hour, it's about an hour, hour and 15 minutes from downtown, lower Ninth Ward. Go, going which direction from the airport? Uh, it's west. It's west. So you're so you're a good deal west of the city of New Orleans. You're probably about, what, an hour and, and a half, hour 40 minutes from the city of New Orleans? It's about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Okay. Okay, and and basically what happened is you know when everybody was displaced, um, I mean even those even those neighborhoods I guess where the houses were still left standing they probably didn't have power they probably had you know severe flooding so the houses even though they may not have been damaged by the wind they were certainly probably inhabitable I would imagine exactly yeah exactly they were just completely lost their housing and uh, like I said I mean it was really neat to meet the families mm-hmm. uh, there was one woman that stood up there were several several of the, the the family members were crying mm-hmm. um, whenever we met them on Sunday night, just thanking us for coming down. Wow. One woman in particular said, you know, my uh, my daughter has not had a, had a bed to sleep on uh, since the hurricane. She's been sleeping on the couch, mm-hmm. and I'm just incredibly grateful. Um, and, and one of the things that I was impressed with is the, the quality of the, the people they've selected to live in these houses. They're obviously needy um, mm-hmm. in the sense, financially needy in the sense that they've been displaced from their housing, need a place to live. But you get the sense they're just really good citizens mm-hmm. who are uh, committed to raising their families, committed to working hard. Mm-hmm. And, and we can talk about that later, but that's actually one of the reasons that men and I really wanted to participate in this is because of the habitat motto it's not just a handout it's also it's a hand up is mm-hmm. the way they call it and so there are actually requirements for these families to participate in building the the development as well um and, and i think it's on it's on the order of 400 hours that they have to put in so it's a very substantial commitment wow. um they have to put in so we're not just building houses for people that have their hands out mm-hmm. we're building them for families that um, and are committed to uh, to really joining forces with Habitat um, and making a difference in the lives of their families. So. So, so, Min, you you kind of organized this whole thing. Can, can you share with us a little bit about how it came about? Well, it came about um, in my uh, wanting just to give back, and mm-hmm. we formulated uh, Walking on Water uh, was found, and actually in December of 2004. Okay, and um, you know. Uh, I, I know real estate, so mm-hmm. uh, you know we're we're giving back in in the form of building homes. Uh, this trip is a large part of that, and I also know financial literacy. I have an affinity for educating youth, uh, teaching them about uh, finances, mm-hmm. because I feel that that was the one thing that was missing in my education as I was growing up, and I had to learn it myself. Right. And so that's what walking on water is all about is that the vision is to transform lives in helping families through transitional housing and financial literacy. Gotcha. Now, Ben, you were, you were actually a financial planner before you discovered real estate investing, right? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. So yeah. at, at some point, the light bulb went on, and you said, hey, this is this is even better than the stuff that I learned at University of Maryland, huh? 
<laughs> well, you know, it really is something that I think is the oddest thing that I've come to realize yeah. you know, when I started walking on water, and that is this country is uh, a capital country, mm-hmm. and everybody thinks about money. You know, you don't live in the woods, so you need money to pay your bills and your mortgage, and you need to survive with money, mm-hmm. yet it's not really taught. In school, I remember in high school, I learned how to make tacos. I know how to carve wood in my name, you know. And, and so there were classes for, for uh, you know, things that, you know, I thought was good to learn. Right. Yet the most important thing, which is how to survive financially, right. uh, was not taught. And I learned it the hard way. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, struggled financially, had lots of debt. Uh, student loans and just didn't know the the money game until mm-hmm. I said to myself, I'm sick of being behind the eight ball every month, just trying to make my you know my ends meet, right? And, and not trying to get ahead. While in the media, they're always talking about looking good, driving nice cars, living big houses, going on nice vacations. So it's ingrained in you every day in the society. Yet the mainstream educational system doesn't really teach that. I think that's missing, and I think that if more folks at a young age or really at any age get that opportunity to learn, such as real estate investing, such as doing things creatively even though you don't have money or resources, that you could still be financially very, very, you know, in a firm place or very well off if you learn the basics of how to get ahead financially. Well, well, let me me ask you a question. You've been to New Orleans before. Yes. Yeah, because because we actually went on that uh, national Rio cruise that left out of New Orleans. I don't know if you remember that, about two years ago. Yes, it was nice then. It would the Katrina <laughs> didn't hit then. Yes. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you this. You know, being a person who is, you know, relatively you know self sufficient and a self starter and, and and really believes in in this kind of American, you know, capitalist way of life, and and, and those people who do know you know your story and how you and your family escaped. Uh, the fall of Saigon and, and, and made the trip uh, literally across uh, the Pacific to get to America. So with, this wasn't just you woke up one day and said, you know, I want to be a quote-unquote capitalist pig. I mean, you really have seen both sides of life. I, I just, I'm just curious, what was your initial feeling when you got down there and saw the devastation and began to talk to some of these people and, and began to realize that, you know, there are just some things that are just way beyond even the normal human being's ability to to, to take charge and, and, and be in control. You know, the, the, the first thing, and Tom, my brother, is also on this trip with us, mm-hmm. uh, that really you know, hit home to me was like a complete circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 25, 26 years ago, we were refugees fleeing from Vietnam after we lost our freedom, our country, and everything else. Right. And we were basically refugees living in, you know, in a refugee camp and living in cuts. Right now, each bedroom holds about three to four people, mm-hmm. and it's very tight. You know, it's uh, these very little cuts that we're sleeping on. Mm-hmm. And here, we're coming back to that as volunteers to help and give back. That's going to be and powerful. We have, yeah, we've been very blessed that a lot of people have helped us along our journey. Mm-hmm. Now it feels good to be able to give back and, and be in that cot again. So that's kind of kind of what hit us the most when we first got here. Gotcha. Well, we got to take a break. When we come back, I'd like to hear some more about the stories from New Orleans and what's going on and how real estate investors are getting involved in their community. We'll be right back. Right. 
hey, are you brand new to real estate or maybe thinking about getting involved in real estate investing? Well, let me share a little secret with you about where to find the local experts in the greater Washington, D.C. region. D.C. RIA, that's the Greater Washington, D.C. Real Estate Investors Association, where you'll find the local experts who can help you get started in the real estate business and help you get started the right way. If you'd like to learn more about D.C. RIA, simply go to dcrealestateinvestors.com. That's D.C. Realestateinvestors.com. You get a free pair of tickets to an upcoming discovery session where you can learn about the five secret strategies for getting started as a real estate investor, how you can do nothing down deals right here in the greater Washington, D.C. region, and the things you must know, you must know about the specific Maryland foreclosure and pre-foreclosure laws if you're thinking about getting involved in any kind of real estate investing strategy in the state of Maryland. So again, you can get a free pair of tickets to an upcoming discovery session, get a free book when you come, and a free CD on the Maryland real estate laws by going to dcrealestateinvestors.com. That's dcrealestateinvestors.com. And oh, by the way, if you're from Northern Virginia, they have a sister club that meets out in Northern Virginia at novaria.com. So DC Real Estate Investors Association, local meetings in Washington, DC, and in Prince George's County, and Novaria, their sister club out in Northern Virginia. Just simply go to dcrealestateinvestors.com. That's dcrealestateinvestors.com. DC Real Estate Investors. Dot com. Sherman Ragland with Real Investors Talk Radio. And of course, this is the week of the anniversary uh, that Hurricane Katrina devastated the Gulf states in New Orleans. Uh, and we have uh, two of our local uh, real estate investors from the D.C. area who are down in New Orleans. And uh, as we uh, broadcast today, uh, they're back home, but this was taped earlier this week. And uh, so Min Pham and Marcus Lackey. Um, Marcus, you were saying before we took the break, uh, how there were just a number of stories uh, when you got down there, people sharing with you what their lives have been like over the past year. You want to you share some of that with us? Sure, absolutely. Um, it's, it's just been, it's been very, very heart-wrenching to hear the stories of the families uh, and how they were affected, mm-hmm. um, not only for the adults but also for the children. Um, you know, you can really tell just by hearing the stories that uh, – Life has not been the same for these folks. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been they've been living in very very small FEMA trailers, mm-hmm. uh, living on top of each other, sleeping on couches for mm-hmm. an entire year, wow. trying to go forward with earning a living, um, and also doing the required required hours for Habitat, which I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And people have just been completely displaced. And you know, I, I, I'm originally from Pensacola, Florida, which is on the Gulf Coast, and right. I lived there for uh, 18 years mm-hmm. before moving to DC to go to college. And I'm familiar with the process of going through hurricanes in 2004. Ivan hit Pensacola very, very bad, wiped out a a large swath of Pensacola Beach. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with the devastation, but all of those experiences are nothing like what we're seeing here in terms of Katrina. In terms of the widespread damage, I mean, we're an hour outside, and just driving down the street, you can tell that you you still see properties that uh, appear to be inhabitable, Mm -hmm. and I suspect that it's from the Katrina damage. Mm -hmm. So... um, I think it's very hard to comprehend the magnitude of the destruction uh, if you're not if you're if you're not seeing it if you're not here. But not only if you're not here, but if you didn't live through it. I mean, we're mm. down here just for one week. Right. Um, we have been blessed with good weather so far. Um, it looks like uh, uh, we're going to be you know having some fairly good weather for this week. So it's hard for us to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever you see the families stand up crying, um, holding their children, talking about how their kids need beds. That's what really hammers at home that these lives have been uprooted. Wow, wow. So, so what exactly is the game plan for 
what Habitat Humanity is doing. They say that the community is called Thibodeau. It's called Thibodeau, mm-hmm. and this this development, um, I think that the development was already planned by Habitat previously, but Bon Jovi mm-hmm. and Oprah Winfrey got involved. Mm-hmm. Each of their foundations donated a million dollars to the effort, and we actually, the, the community, the main street that forms a U through the development is called Bon Jovi Boulevard. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of funny when you, we first rolled up to the development, everyone was just getting a good laugh out of the fact that we're, you know, working on Bon Jovi Boulevard. It's kind of funny. But yeah. um, they, that was where the bulk of the funding came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been volunteers that have come and work in the development uh, throughout, I think it was this development started in January, so mm-hmm. there's been a volunteer force, and Ben and I have donated in the past to Habitat financially, mm-hmm. but we received an email a few months back uh, stressing that they were running low on volunteers, Really, and from especially out-of-state volunteers. Right. So we said, you know what, this fits with what we're doing with Walking on Water, mm-hmm. um, and this is something that's important to us, and we're going to try to organize a group and come down, and thank goodness... Uh, you know, people answered that call. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original idea was we might get five or ten people. We signed up 23 people who had plane tickets, and unfortunately, personal circumstances popped up for five folks. Right. But we've got 18 people down here. Wow. So, and there's another group uh, that's from all over the – it's actually a, a group that was organized by a woman out of Pennsylvania, but there's 12 people from all over the country. Mm-hmm. We've got a total of 30 people working on these houses this week, and it ranges each week from four people – uh, four volunteers, all the way up to like 140 in wow. a week. And what kind of uh, stuff are you guys doing? We're doing everything from yeah. putting, uh, men's been putting up siding. Hmm. Um, I've been doing some trim and finish work. Uh, Al Barber, who I think mm-hmm. you know is another local investor, he had some experience in doing trim, so I'm using uh, routers and uh, jigsaws, and mm-hmm. we've got people painting, we've got people. Um, you know, laying flooring, just a wide variety of tasks, anything you can imagine. And what's really neat about it is you just jump in wherever you're comfortable, uh, and if you have some relevant experience in the trades, then that's great. If you don't, then there's people who know enough to guide you. So it's it's been a very, very positive experience so far. Uh, looking forward to the rest of the week, and um, it's just we're having a good time. And you're literally building these houses from the ground up, huh? Yes, yeah. we are. We are. Um, it, you know, you, when you come in, you obviously can't complete a house in a week. Um, they're, they're in various stages. Some have the uh, the markings of where the foundations are about to be poured. Uh, some, you know, some were laying flooring in. Some were installing cabinets in. So you're doing whatever phase of the house uh, that's appropriate for it. But um, you know, all, all various parts of construction we're engaged in. Well, so I mean. Not to commercialize the process, you know, I always get accused of that, but uh, you guys are actually, for those people who may not have as much experience as investors, you're actually learning how to rehab houses and build houses. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. That's great. You know, I mean, I've, you know, I've I've rehabbed over 30 houses myself, but I don't do the work myself, so I don't have a a significant, I have experience in in pulling together the team of people to renovate the house and estimating costs and and that sort of thing, big Mm -hmm. picture stuff, Mm -hmm. but to actually know how to use a router and to know that, uh, you know, if I mess up, this router could could take a chunk of my foot off, um, that's that's pretty neat to learn. So I'm really enjoying it, and I think uh, the, the team as a whole is having a good time. Yeah. Now, now Min, you you have uh, uh, Mark says you're down there doing siding work. 
<laughs> I'm doing siding work, and I'm really just kind of bouncing around doing other stuff too. Yeah. Um, and it's really neat. Uh, for example, the uh, the team that uh, was doing the siding, which I was on yesterday, yeah. nobody's ever done siding before. Actually. Oh, really? <laughs> so the the cool thing is that. You know, as a team, we, we figure it out. And okay. that's really with flooring, with uh, the base boys, with the cabinetry. I mean, there's some people with a lot of skills and experience. Mm-hmm. Yet the, the most, uh, the mo- most of the volunteers here are just, you know, folks that want to give back their time and, and they're learning a lot of stuff. So it is really a great experience right. to learn how to rehab or really how to build a house from scratch. Right. Well, and, and I would also imagine, because you, you do get a lot of people who come to this real estate investing thing and, and all they really see up front is the dollar signs oftentimes because they have their own financial needs they're trying to satisfy. Um, but the reality is, you know, you get paid for helping people out and, and what's the most basic thing in most people's lives other than shelter? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, I always believe in the ebb and flow of life is that mm-hmm. you can't receive unless you give. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people come down here, their main focus is to give, to help build hopes, help build homes. Mm-hmm. Yet, they're really gaining a lot of experience. I mean, in mm-hmm. one day, you can learn the whole siding business. I mean, I learned how to do siding. And I don't need to do it for two or three years right. to be good at that. I can learn how you know how it's done. I know how to do it myself. I know how to put a team. You know, you can figure these things out, right. and you know the process. And of course, the big money is not actually doing the work; is actually you know creating it, getting the contracts, getting the deals, and so forth. Right. Yet, at least if you know the details of how it's done, then you won't have any contractors try to scam you on on uh, high prices or so forth. So I think it comes down to the overall ebb and flow of life, which is in order to receive, you need to give. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people this week have gotten both, Mm -hmm. giving and receiving. Yeah, that's great. And and, and I think the other interesting kind of untold story is the fact that you that you could actually get, you know, 18 or 20 or 25 people, whatever the initial number was, to actually just pick up, you know, at a time when, when, Kids are going back to school. People need to go to work. They've already probably taken their vacations and just pick up for a week and go down there and volunteer. And I think it really does speak to one of the major benefits of, you know, making a decision to go ahead and get involved in real estate investing. And that is you, you wind up getting back time and then you can choose what you want to do with that time. Yeah, and you know, I, I really am touched by some of the volunteers that went down here with us yeah. in that. I know one person hasn't had a vacation for like seven years because they've been working so hard for their job. Uh And this year they have some vacation time and they chose to give that time. Yeah, and it really touched my heart that, you know, for for folks like me and Marcus, Mm -hmm. we have been blessed to really kind of run our own schedules and Mm -hmm. business that we run because, you know, we're on bosses. Yet these folks haven't had a vacation in years and they choose this week to go and do this type of work. And it's hot. I tell you, it's hot like you and Marie. Oh, is it really? Yeah, we're drinking a lot of water. Uh, we're staying cool and so forth. But that's really a lot of labor of love, you know. Mm-hmm. And I really commend those folks that come down with us and sacrifice that time. Right, right. I, I want to switch gears for a quick second. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, one thing I was going to mention here, Sherman, you know, we were discussing the skill set that people can acquire in terms of volunteering. Mm -hmm. People that might be listening to this broadcast that are in the D.C. Baltimore region don't have to come down to New Orleans or Louisiana to learn this stuff. Right. Um, one thing I'd like to talk about later on is the gift house project that, that Walking on Water has going on in Baltimore, and we need help. And mm -hmm. people can learn, and they can give back to their communities and have a great time. So right. I don't know if you want me to discuss that now. Or we can well, actually, I was going to bring I was going to bring Yasmin in and talk a little bit about uh, just exactly on the same train of thought uh, because the the show is really kind of covering all facets of how real estate investors get involved in their community. There's a couple of things going on in the D.C. area. I wanted Yasmin to come in on specifically, I guess, one is the, the annual Christmas and April program that um, the uh, D.C. Real Estate Investors Association gets involved in. And, and Yasmin, talk a little bit about that effort. Yes, I will, Sherman. Thank you. Hi, Marcus. Hi, Men. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'd just like to commend you on your efforts down there. You are a shining example to all of us. Thank you. <laughs> um, sure. One of the events that we uh, regularly get involved with is the Christmas and April Appeal, which happens every April. Um, and basically what happens is they search for volunteers to give up a day of their lives to help um, somebody in need in their house to refurbish. It could be something as basic as uh, just a quick uh, fix and paint job, or it could be major, major refurbishment from the ground up. Um, and each year we always get involved because we feel that, um, along with the, the uh, DC Simric, the real estate investors group that meets in Bowie every month, um, we always have real estate investors who are not only profiting from their businesses, but they, they like to get involved in their local community because they feel that they're giving something back. And also, you know, even though you're working really hard, it is actually a great networking opportunity as well because you're working with other like-minded people um, and you never know when you might work with that person in the future. Um, for example, this year we worked on a house in uh, Capitol Heights. It was an elderly couple. Uh, and I believe the uh, the man was disabled in the relationship, so they, they lived in a really run-down house. Mm. They really had no help. It had been neglected for years. And we went in uh, for the full day. We started uh, straight off at uh, 6.30 a.m., and we had 20 volunteers from the Real Estate Investors Group and from some of our other community contacts. Mm -hmm. They all turned up, and basically they, they worked their guts out. I was really, really impressed. I mean, I was just the pizza delivery girl for that day. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just watching and observing, and also I took, took photographs of them as the, as the day progressed. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, some of them obviously were very experienced contractors and others had, you know, never lifted a paintbrush in their lives, mm. you know, brought along the, their teenage children with them and they just got right in there, painting, fixing, I mean, you name it, they did it and the house was just transformed. It was unbelievable. And, you know, they, none of them complained. It was a really, really hot day as well, I remember this year. Mm -hmm. um, and they just loved it. You know, I turned up with the pizza at lunchtime. They, they ate. They had a little talk with uh, Mike Bennens, who was actually the uh, director of design and construction for Tradewinds Realty Corporation. Um, he gave them a, a little heads up on some of the work he does uh, with Sherman in Baltimore, rehabbing communities there and giving back to local communities. And it was just like you know a fountain of knowledge. It is priceless, as I'm sure you two can appreciate, um, almost sort of like a mentoring, but it was all jam-packed into one day. And the couple at the end of it, they were just so happy. You know, it, was, it, it brought tears to my eyes, and, you know, not a lot can bring tears to my eyes, I, I can tell you. But um, it was really, really moving to see that ordinary people could just give up a few hours of their life to, to make such a difference. So that's one of the great things that we always get involved with, um, you and, know, and, and, you in know, our the, group. The whole story about how that 
even the name Christmas in April came up. Um, my understanding is that the program originally started out in, in Lubbock, Texas, and they really originally called it uh, Working Together for Our Community. And one particular year, I think it's been the second or third year, uh, a guy named Bobby Trimble, who headed up that program, was um, interviewing one of the recipients. And um, the main requirement, of course, for Christmas in April is that the, the, the homes have to be owned. It has to be home ownership. And the people living in the house uh, must own their own home. So it's not a program where we fix up a house for somebody for the landlord who, you know, for whatever reason, doesn't choose to fix up the house. And this elderly couple was in the house. The husband had been disabled for many, many years, and the, the wife was, was partially blind. And, and she said to, to when uh, Bobby uh, asked, you know, what do you think about what's happened to your house today? She said, oh, Lord, it's just like Christmas in April. And that's actually, <laughs> that's actually how the program got its name. But, it, but in many ways, it sounds like, you know, Christmas in April. And then, men, you've been involved with Habitat for Humanity for a number of years. Um, same kind of thing. It's an opportunity for people to get involved, roll up the sleeves. You know, in your particular case, people are, are actually going out of state and going down for a week. And really, I would imagine they're learning a lot in a week's time. Uh, but for somebody who just simply says, hey, I, you know, I can volunteer a day or half a day. There's programs like Christmas in April. And, of course, Men Habitat for Humanity is doing some stuff back in the D.C. area, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And um, they are always looking for volunteers. Mm -hmm. uh, they're always looking for donations, uh, as charities are. Um, but you can always get involved somehow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have talents in either skills or money or both. And you can always give something. Right. And even if you don't have the skills, you can learn how to pick up a paintbrush and learn how to, you know, paint a, a wall, paint a door, and give back. And right. it's really the, the ebb and flow of, of life. And I, I, I like to challenge the listeners who are stuck in their business or who can't get going uh, on their first deal or just kind of stagnant in their life and they want a, a positive change. Mm -hmm. You have to let go of that fist because you're holding on to that time or money, yet nothing else can come into that fist. You have to let go. Mm -hmm. Letting go is giving. Letting go is giving and giving. And the ebb and flow of life is you cannot continually give and not receive. It doesn't happen. You right. just, you know, you give and it comes back to you. It mm -hmm. may not, you know, be the next day or the next month, but, you know, uh, it comes back. And uh, that's really one of the, the, the key things that uh, that helped me in my life is that when I was broke in debt and down and out in my luck and depressed, mm -hmm. um, I sponsored children in third world countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was only like $30 a month or something, but I made it a point to give first before I paid my bills because if I paid my bills, I had nothing left. Right. So I made a point to commit to paying, uh, you know, to some child in, in some third world country and and train my mind to say, hey, if I have money, I can't be poor. If I'm giving money, I can't be poor. And and so slowly, you know, the mindset creates your reality. Well, man, I'd like to talk about your your walking on the water program. We got to take a quick break, but when we come back, let's talk about what you're doing back here in Baltimore. Be right back. Awesome.
Attention, real estate investors. Real estate markets are in turmoil, but with upheaval also comes great opportunity for those investors who come ready. And who better to learn the secrets of amassing massive real estate cash flow than from Donald Trump's mentor for over 30 years? Yes, it's true. The National Real Estate Investors Conference is coming to the D.C. area, and this year's keynote speaker is none other than Donald Trump's own mentor, Mr. George H. Ross. Discover the 11 secrets Donald Trump used to pull together his very first deal. For more information about this one-time only event, go to TrumpSecretsDC.com. That's TrumpSecretsDC.com. TrumpSecretsDC.com today. Sherman Ragland with Real Investors Talk Radio, and we're talking about real estate investors getting involved in their community, giving back, participating, uh, making really the world a better place, if not simply their neighborhood a better place by, you know, giving their time, their energy, their money. Um, in the studio today, we have, of course, Yasmin Rezak, who is a publisher for Real Investors Newsletter uh, and editor for RealInvestors.com. We have uh, Marcus Lackey, who is the 2005 National Real Estate Investor of the Year contest winner, and, of course, MinFam, who is uh, founder of Guaranteed Profits and also provides mentoring and also a very active investor himself in Florida and also in Maryland. So, um, man, we were, we were talking a little bit about uh, um, this giving back, and, and um, uh, as you were talking, it reminded me of an experience that I had I wanted to kind of share. Um, when Right after my wife and I got married, we took a, an extended honeymoon, and we went down to, uh, to Israel. And in one of the tours that we took, we took a tour of the Dead Sea, which uh, most people don't realize is actually the lowest point on the earth. And the tour guide made a very interesting observation. It was, I don't know if he meant to be spiritual or not, but, uh, um, he said that, uh, the, the problem with the Dead Sea is that everything flows in and nothing flows out. And, uh, making that same, that same connection about what happens if you just simply, you know, make money, make money, make money, you know, spend time, spend time, spend time, whether it be at work or your business, but you never, ever, ever give anything back. You know, what will that do to you emotionally, spiritually, et cetera? I was just thinking about that as you were talking. You don't have to say anything, man. You still there? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and uh, it, that's why it's called the Dead Sea. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I thought that was, you know, I was actually thinking about that as you were, as you were talking. Um, but in, in any event, we, we're going to talk a little bit about your program, uh, Walking on the Water. But uh, before we do that, um, there was another interesting thing that happened uh, here back in the Washington area last week. Um, there has been an ongoing program uh, sponsored by uh, Real Investors that was kicked off at the uh, 2005 uh, Real Estate Investors Conference, uh, and of course the next one's coming up uh, October 4th through the 7th, and it was a year-long effort to raise money for um, the widow and family of uh, slain Prince George's police officer, uh, Stephen Gogan. And, uh, yeah, do you want to comment about what happened this earlier this week? Yeah, I, I went um, earlier to, uh, basically it was a, the formal presentation of the uh, monies that had been collected over the last year by different bodies. Um, there was a chamber of commerce there. Obviously, we were there to represent um, uh, DC Simrig, uh, real estate, um, real, uh, real investors university as well. Uh, we've been working very hard over the last year for something that obviously we all felt was really worthwhile. Um, as I don't know if any of you, uh, remember the news, uh, last year of when, uh, Corporal Stephen Gogan, 
very sadly was slain on duty and he left behind a widow and two very young children. Uh, his daughter is uh, six and his son was eight. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, you know, it, it, it went from having, a, 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 you know, the, the, the light of their life taken away from them. And also something that, you know, we don't, we don't like to think about with our loved ones is, is obviously a source of income as well. Um, so obviously uh, some of the members of the Real Estate Investment Club are police officers and uh, they had approached us to assist them in, in their fundraising activities to try and help um, uh, Corporal Stephen uh, Gogan's uh, widow and children to carry on. Uh, without too much financial hardship. So, you know, we put our heads together and thought, well, what can we do when we thought about all the different events that we're involved with over the year um, to, to fundraise and, and highlight this? Um, so we did, and one, one of the biggest fundraising activities we did earlier this year was uh, took part with the Prince George's Chamber of Commerce golf tournament, which was held at uh, Andrews Air Force Base. Um, actually, we, we had exclusive access to one of the courses that's usually only reserved for the president. So it, it, we had a fantastic turnout um, because obviously people wanted to take part in this. And, and uh, a lot of money was raised. We were just so surprised at how much was raised. So many people from our real estate investment club took part. They raised funds, um, and it was just unbelievable. So basically, um, earlier this week, we presented the check, and with all the monies counted, uh, we presented over $21,000 to um, Corporal Gogan's widow. Mm. And uh, it was just lovely to meet her. I met her firsthand. Lovely, lovely woman. She was so humble, and she just she really couldn't put in words exactly how she, she wanted to express her appreciation of how much people had felt for her, and it helped her. And she said, basically asked me, she said, this means that, you know, we are going to have a roof over our head so my children can stay in school yeah. and it can keep our day-to-day -day stability. She said, I just, she said, you just don't know how much this means to me. So again, you know, we just like to say thank you to all the people that have been involved in this. And this is exactly the type of generosity that is, you know, just so evident amongst real estate investors. A lot of people may say, oh yeah, they're just, you know, people are just in it for the profit. Uh, for the profit of investing in properties. Of course, we're not going to lie. People are here to, to make a living and be successful at it. But there are so many that always give back to the community um, and always find some kind of charitable effort to give back. Because as you said earlier, man, if you know, if you don't give out, you, you will never receive. Yeah, and what was really probably most touching um, was that the, um, it was interesting, um, Sean Scarlatta and Tim Cordero, who are, are uh, very active members of the, the real estate group, had, had uh, suggested that w rather than waiting until October, uh, that we go ahead and, you know, release some of the money that we had collected. The effort still goes on and, and will culminate at the conference this year uh, on October um, 4th through 7th. But um, they had suggested we release the money early, and I thought that was a great idea, so we went ahead and uh, presented the check. Um, and uh, at the ceremony was after the ceremony was over, I had had a chance just to just say a couple of words and, and meet uh, Officer Gogan's children and beautiful, beautiful children. Um, and and Donna, his 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 widow, said to me, you know, this is usually the time of year that um, Steve and I would you know take the kids to school, uh, and then immediately afterwards afterwards we would always go and get breakfast. And she said, you don't know how much this means and the timing of it, because she said up until literally a few weeks ago, she wasn't sure how she was going to pay for school this year. And she just stressed that how important it was that the kids have the stability in their lives with everything else that's going on right now of being able to go back and see their friends this coming school year. And it just it was just very, very, very touching. Um, and, and we were very glad to get behind that, support that. You know, it was, it was kind of the brainchild of a couple of the members of the, the DC RIA Platinum Group, 
uh, and uh, the, the fact that we were actually able to approach the Prince George's Chamber of Commerce and get them to come on board and, and have two organizations working together um, was really, really great. And, and part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this today uh, is because, you know, MIN has a, a, an ongoing program called Walking with Water. Walking on, is it Walking on Water or Walking with Water? <laughs> Whatever you, way you want it, it's <laughs> Walking on Water. Walking on Water, excuse me. Um, and that's going to be the, the charity that we're going to endorse for 2007. So we're going to, I mean, we're going to get behind your efforts at the conference this year and uh, do, hopefully do the same kind of things and hopefully have the same kind of results that we had. Uh, with uh, with uh, Officer Gogan and, and his widow, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that there are you know men and women in uniform every day uh, who get up, and I'm not talking about you know in some overseas land. I'm talking about literally right in their own backyards who get up every day and put their lives on the line so that we as property owners, we as citizens, will have a safe community. And you never really understand you know what that means until it hits close to home. And like I said. It, but for you know the grace of God and, and two guys who are very active investors who happen to also be career police officers who came and said, "Look, you know we'd like to do something. Can you help us out? Can we work together?" And, and once we once we were made aware of it, there was no question uh, that it was a good thing to do. So, um, so men, tell tell us a little bit, men, about the whole walking on water, and and, and this of course is going to be uh, the the thing that we get behind this coming year. Tell us about what that's all about. Well. Like I mentioned, walking on water's vision is we transform lives in helping families through transitional housing and financial literacy. Okay. The financial literacy is always something I've been, uh, you know, very excited about because I I feel that if everybody had that component in their education, mm-hmm. you know, you ask just any regular person, no strings attached, you just ask them a straight question. Okay, do you want to be financially, you know, very well off, or do you want to be just struggling and behind the eight ball? Most people would pick, you know, the struggling. Stuff. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's so, you know, I think that if people know the basics of uh, budgeting, yeah. uh, you know, credit and mm-hmm. debt and savings and investments and, and real estate, things that, you know, would make somebody aware financially to get ahead, mm-hmm. they're going to be uh, better off. Right. And so we want to teach that to youth. Mm-hmm. People who at a at a young age can 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 grab that information and really run with it, mm-hmm. and so that's one of our initiatives. The other initiative is transitional housing, okay. and I've been very lucky to have folks such as Marcus Lackey who have stepped up to help me in walking on water in our initiatives, and he's heading that uh, program in Baltimore. Okay, and he'll tell you a little bit about that. So, Marcus, tell us tell us about what's going on in Baltimore. Sure. Um, initially, the idea was to buy a house and renovate it and give it away to a deserving family, mm-hmm. uh, just of the sort that are, we're seeing down, meeting down here in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea evolved over time to, instead of just putting all of that time and money and then giving something away for free to a family, to actually renovate the property but then retain the asset um, and let families live in it for one-year periods completely for free. Mm-hmm. So to help the families get back on their feet financially, personally. Um, and the idea might be a single mother uh, with a couple of children who is holding down a job, who has her kids in school. Mm-hmm. She's clean off drugs, and she's trying to do the right things to move her life along and for her children mm-hmm. um, and let her live for free in the house for a year and then we can help the next family um, mm-hmm. after she moves out and so that that's really vision for 
the transitional housing piece of walking on water mm-hmm. is to not only do this house but do uh, many more houses and uh, retain those properties by walking on water for the exclusive purpose of providing transitional housing. So have you now, picked it up? All starts with, it all starts with one house, mm-hmm. and we have a row house in uh, Bel Air Edison mm-hmm. over on Kenyon Avenue, uh, a row house, three-bedroom, one-bath house, just an average row house, and um, it's in the process of being renovated. We've actually got two dates that are coming up for people who want to help out um, and volunteer in this effort. It's going to be September 30th and October 21st. Okay. And we need people uh, like ourselves down here who are completely green in construction mm-hmm. uh, that don't know the trades, but we also need experienced people as well. Okay. And we need uh, plumbers, electricians, HVAC people, carpentry, kitchen, bath, uh, general contractor work, and we also need people to help us in the non-work-related fields, uh, public relations, attorneys, CPAs, uh, bookkeepers, administrative people, grant writers, nonprofit mm-hmm. consultants, those sorts of folks. Um, and, and really what we're going to do is we're going to renovate this, make it a nice property, and then uh, we're going to go through a selection process which will enable a family to move into this property and, and really transform their life. And um, there's going to be an ongoing, uh, not not, a, not a, an intrusive sort of, uh, not in an intrusive way, but in a helpful way of assigning a mentor to the family. Right. Maybe meet up once a month and just make sure the budget is on track. Make sure the kids are doing well. Make sure things, their life is truly improving. Mm-hmm. That goal of walking on water, that's the vision that men just talked about. And, and we think we can make that a reality with this particular property and with others. Wow. That so, sounds excellent. Now, if people yeah, are interested. If, if people want to get involved, they, mm-hmm. they should call 888-83-HOUSE. 888-83-HOUSE. That's correct. Okay. And um, you know, there's there's a and, and if people want to give financially, mm-hmm. uh, if they just don't have the time or the inclination, we, we certainly respect that. Um, if they want to give financially, they're welcome to, and we would uh, be, be extremely appreciative. But we are... Um, we're just excited. The team of people that we've got, we've already got some people on board who have uh, event planning experience, and we're actually going to have a gala in the spring. Hmm. There's going to be a big gala in uh, in D.C., and it's going to give have an opportunity for people to feel connected to this, uh, this process and to come and have a good time and learn more about the charity and also to donate financially. That's great. We're, we're very, very excited about it. So go ahead and give out the, the toll-free number again for people interested. Sure. It's 888-83-HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E. Got it. Yeah, and also let me add that the um, the date that we have, the next date that we have for the financial literacy for youth mm-hmm. is October the 14th. Okay. And it will be in Alexandria, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're confirming the details of that program, and we'll have the information for that program. But it will be an all-day workshop, uh, financial literacy for youth, and just teaching them everything they need to know uh, or get started into empowering themselves financially. Mm-hmm. And that's real estate, that's budgeting, that's savings, that's investments, uh, student loans, and so forth. We're going to have a, a lineup of speakers that's going to teach the youth uh, the things they need to get ahead financially. Any uh, investment involved in participating in that for the for the participants? Is it free? 
Yes, it will. We we're looking for sponsors. Okay. We want to be able to have the uh, the students walk away with something that they can hold on to. Mm-hmm. So we like to have sponsors that will pay for notebooks, uh, maybe calculators, uh, bags, and things. Um, you know, whatever we can get from sponsors. But okay. yes, yeah, it, it's totally something that we want to be able to give, and and they're gonna want to learn. They're gonna not think that it's gonna be. An all day of algebra, where it's boring and fine. <laughs> and it's really, it's, it, you know, that's the number one thing people say when we talk to these uh, social workers and counselors yeah. is that, oh wow, you know, a whole day of math, uh, a lot of boring <laughs> stuff. But for example, Sheldon, what what we're going to do is make it fun and educational yeah. in the sense that uh, if we're teaching about investments and, and diversification, mm-hmm. we have a story we'll tell. We say, hey, look, imagine two elevators. One elevator you're in has one cable wire. Now, if that breaks, you know, you're going to go down. Mm -hmm. Now, the second elevator has about 15 or 20 cable wires. And if one or two of those break, it's going to be okay because you're held up by the other cables. Mm -hmm. And that's diversification. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. And we're going to teach it in a way that's fun, in a way that the information is going to be retained, and in a way that's going to empower the youth. Interesting. So uh, we got to take a quick break, but when we come back, uh, man, if you could go ahead and give all that information uh, and then some concluding thoughts about your experience down in New Orleans and, and Thibodeau, Louisiana. We'll be right back. Attention, real estate investors. Real estate markets are in turmoil, but with upheaval also comes great opportunity for those investors who come ready. And who better to learn the secrets of amassing massive real estate cash flow than from Donald Trump's mentor for over 30 years? Yes, it's true. The National Real Estate Investors Conference is coming to the D.C. area, and this year's keynote speaker is none other than Donald Trump's own mentor, Mr. George H. Ross. Discover the 11 secrets Donald Trump used to pull together his very first deal. For more information about this one-time only event, go to TrumpSecretsDC.com. That's TrumpSecretsDC.com. TrumpSecretsDC.com today. Sherman Raglan with Real Investors Talk Radio, and we're talking about real estate investors making a difference. Um, my guests today in the studio are, of course, uh, Yasmin Razak from realinvestors.com and realinvestorsuniversity.com, uh, Marcus Lackey, who, of course, is the 2005 National Real Estate Investor of the Year, uh, and with the Walking on Water Project, and Min Pham with uh, Guaranteed Profits in Walking on Water. Um, Min, before we took the break, you were talking about this financial literacy for youth, which sounds like a fantastic idea. How do people get more information about either sending their children to participate or if they want to volunteer or if they want to be a sponsor? Oh, simply call 888-83-HOUSE, okay. and we'll give them the information that they need. Great. And have you picked out a place where it's going to take place yet? You, you definitely know it's going to be in Alexandria. Yes, we uh, we've actually got several locations. The first one I think is the Alexandria one, but uh, we also have plans to do this uh, program in Florida uh-huh. because I I go to Florida when it gets a little cold up there okay. in, in the DC area. Mm-hmm. So we already have um, you know community centers such as the YMCA mm-hmm. that have been receptive and want to put this program on uh, with us. So the details will be ironed out, but. Anybody interested in attending for their youth or with their youth, mm-hmm. you're welcome to, you know, it could be a family uh, outing, you know, where it's not just their youth, but also, you know, the the, the, the parents 
anyone who wants to help out in volunteering or, or donating money mm-hmm. to the program. Great. And, of course, we need uh, corporate sponsors. We like to have somebody, you know, sponsor a T-shirt or give away some calculators, some pens and pencils, some notepads and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anything that can be uh, helpful to, 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 to have the kids retain it. You know, like, hey, I got this calculator, but I got something a lot better. You know, I got the knowledge to change my life forever financially. Gotcha. And, and one thing, if I could just jump on this point, Sherman, uh, regarding the house in Baltimore, uh-huh. we're actively seeking sponsors for that project as well. Um, w- how we're probably going to structure it is uh, a potential sponsor could sponsor the kitchen or the bath, provide funding for that particular room of the house, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to go out to national media outlets uh, so there will be a return on the investment for the sponsor, uh, not just the goodwill, but also the opportunity to get their name out there in in the press uh, connected with this good goodwill. So gotcha. if anyone's interested in participating in, in a sponsorship for that project, uh, they should call the number 888-83-HOUSE. So it's 888-834-6873 for folks who are interested in participating. Um, with the time that we have left, um, Man, I just I would uh, like to hear your your thoughts, uh, kind of concluding thoughts. You said that you're down there with your brother Tom, and of course you said it was like kind of coming full circle. So I'd I'd like to hear what your thoughts are about what's happening in New Orleans, and you know just you know philosophically, what do you think this means to you, and what it should mean to other real estate investors about you know the fact that at a moment's notice your whole life can change. Yeah, um, you know I. I've been blessed to uh, have the opportunities come in my life in that I see opportunities and adversities now as the same thing. Okay. Um, I didn't ask for the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. you know, but it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, these folks in Louisiana didn't ask for Katrina, but it happened. Mm-hmm. It's really not the circumstances, you know, but what you make of it right. that is important in your life. So things will always happen. Mm-hmm. You know, people die, things uh really happen that you don't really want it to be, but what do you do after that? That's important. And the people that have come down here to volunteer, that have helped out, you know, that that shows the love, that shows the giving back, that shows the, okay, this is what we're doing after the fact. And the people that are down here with the Habitat program, you know, it's not a handout, it's a hand up. They're working alongside us. They're, uh, you know, also purchasing the house. It's not something that they've been given. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that they are doing after the fact. So, you know, life will throw some punches at you, but it's how you handle that that's important. Gotcha. And that's going to be the last word for today uh, because we are out of time. But uh, Marcus and Min from New Orleans, excuse me, Thibodeau, Louisiana, thank you. And Yasmin here in the studio, thank you. It's wonderful to hear about the many different ways that real estate investors are getting involved in their community and communities and uh, making a difference and giving something back. And it sounds like in the process profiting from some ways that are more than just financial. So thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. you. This is Sherman Ragland of Real Investors Talk Radio. I look forward to talking to you again next week.
hey, are you brand new to real estate or maybe thinking about getting involved in real estate investing? Well, let me share a little secret with you about where to find the local experts in the greater Washington, D.C. region. D.C. RIA, that's the Greater Washington, D.C. Real Estate Investors Association, where you'll find the local experts who can help you get started in the real estate business and help you get started the right way. If you'd like to learn more about D.C. RIA, simply go to dcrealestateinvestors.com. That's D.C. Realestateinvestors.com. You get a free pair of tickets to an upcoming discovery session where you can learn about the five secret strategies for getting started as a real estate investor, how you can do nothing down deals right here in the greater Washington, D.C. region, and the things you must know, you must know about the specific Maryland foreclosure and pre-foreclosure laws if you're thinking about getting involved in any kind of real estate investing strategy in the state of Maryland. So again, you can get a free pair of tickets to an upcoming discovery session, get a free book when you come, and a free CD on the Maryland real estate laws by going to dcrealestateinvestors.com. That's dcrealestateinvestors.com. And oh, by the way, if you're from Northern Virginia, they have a sister club that meets out in Northern Virginia at novaria.com. So DC Real Estate Investors Association, local meetings in Washington, DC, and in Prince George's County, and Novaria, their sister club out in Northern Virginia. Just simply go to dcrealestateinvestors.com. That's dcrealestateinvestors.com. dcrealestateinvestors.com.